Thank you for tuning in to Wove Inspiration's Midweek Motivation. I am your host, Althea Richardson. Wove Inspiration interviews men and women who use their voice to share their stories of overcoming issues, such as mental illness, abuse, and many other obstacles in life. Everyone has a story, some good, some not so good. The common factor for guests on Wove Inspiration are their victorious endings. You can follow us and leave comments on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under Wove Inspiration. You can also subscribe to this show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or any other platform you listen to podcasts. So my special guest today is fellow podcaster, storyteller, motivational speaker, and breakup to wake up coach, Miss Jocelyn Bellow. On September 2017, she made the decision to leave an abusive relationship. At the time, herself and family moved across the country and she was not working. The one thing that she was most certain of was this decision to leave was an absolute for herself and her child. So sit back and enjoy this interview with Miss Jocelyn Bellows on Wove Inspiration Midweek Motivation. Today's show is sponsored by Anchor.fm. If you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Hello, my name is Sadie Evans. I am the author of Graceful Tears, The Cries from a Gracefully Broken Woman. I'm also the author of Just Like You, which is a children's book that highlights the many disabilities that children have. And my third book is Learning to Love Thyself, 30-Day Devotional. I am also an independent Scentsy consultant, so I sell Scentsy, and I love every bit of it. I love all the scents, and I am the CEO of Process to Purpose Ministries, which is an organization to help people that struggle with domestic violence, mental illness, and coming out of prison and needing rehabilitation. I am honored to be part of the Scars of Survival because I do um, have stories of how I survived domestic violence, childhood trauma, and all those things that were meant to break me. You can reach me at GracefulTears.com or either on Sadie Mae Writes on Instagram. Writes with a W for write. Thank you and have a blessed day. Jocelyn, I am so excited that you are willing to come on my show today. Thank you so much. Althea, thank you so much for having me on the show as well. I'm, I'm really excited for our conversation. Yes, ma'am. So let's go ahead and get started. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you do. Absolutely. So uh, what I do is um, I'm a breakup to wake up coach. And what that really means is that I work with men and women, more so women than anybody, um, about breaking up with bad habits and old stories and old belief systems that no longer serve them to wake up to the beautiful soul that they were always intended to be. Okay. 
Awesome. And the the driving force behind that is is actually quite uniquely my story. Okay. My journey. Um, I currently reside in Colorado. I moved here just about three years. Actually, um, by the time this, this show airs, it'll have been three years. I'm coming up on a three-year anniversary any day now. Um, and I moved here from the eastern part of the country with my then husband and young son. And in order to make this, this transition, it meant that I was leaving behind a very illustrious career. It was a choice that we were making together um, for really, really uh, changing our life doing an overhaul on our life. Um, what I didn't anticipate in this move, but what happened very shortly after, is I, I really had a wake-up call that I was in a marriage that was no longer um, serving me. And I had known for some time, but I didn't quite know how how far down the road we really were. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, we had still owned a business back east. So my my former husband was traveling back east pretty frequently to run our business and had left me with my our young child back in Colorado. Um, and I had noticed very quickly that every time he left, I felt lighter. I felt like I could breathe. And every time he returned, I felt I was walking on eggshells. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, of course, we always have these this pattern wasn't new, right? This was something that hadn't occurred over time, but it was really much more apparent because my life had slowed down tremendously. It wasn't, it was no longer had this high, highly prolific career and helping him with the business and, and being a mother to a young child. So with that space, I started to observe things that were going on in my life. Um, very quickly after I did file for a divorce, um, I left that marriage and I began to detoxify my life. In many many ways I started with nutritional cleansing and then I began working with my first life coach and I saw such amazing transformation within my own being um, that fearful small childlike woman that I had been showing up as in my marriage was gone mm-hmm. and I was showing up with this very strong very self-assured person the person that I always identified myself to be, but the person I wasn't actually showing up as in my marriage. And within three months of, of working with my first coach, I actually realized that I could actually look at my former husband who I'd had a lot of trauma with. Um, there was some, there was a lot of control, a lot of manipulation. There were a lot of very ugly things that were happening mm. in my marriage, okay. a lot of limitations. And, and, you know, in the, in the beginning, it was a lot of resentment, of course. And I just I almost wanted to hurt him as, as much as I could. And within a few months of working with my coach, I, he looked different. And I could look at him with love mm-hmm. and release all of that awful whatever had been in the past because it was no longer my present. Okay. And as I transitioned on, as I continued on that pathway and started to share my story very openly, um, I had a lot of friends share, not only sharing my story with their friends, but then sending their friends to me. All of a sudden I became the beacon okay. um, for other women who were going through the same process. In fact, just today, <laughs> I just got an email today from a woman who heard me on another podcast and said, oh my gosh, your, your journey resonates so much because I'm in this process right now. Mm, okay. And that's why I do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. It sounds like there was at one point you had um, lost your identity um, in, in that marriage in that you wasn't able to really be who, who you were supposed to be. Um, and it was being hindered uh, from going, going forward. Is, does that sound about right? Absolutely. You you said it so clearly and that's exactly what it was. Um, My, I, I, excuse me, I am also a fellow podcaster and I'm a public speaker and my voice was silenced. And if you can imagine what that must be like for someone Mm -hmm. who, who has a voice, who wants to use it, who is a leader and is not, you know, is in a space where I'm not able to, to share that openly and mm-hmm. be who I am. Or when I did, I was, you know, reprimanded or, or made to be, be, you know, stay in my corner and be small or told this is the only way you do things. This is how it's done, which personally I don't agree with. Um, yeah, I had to break away from that. Yeah. Yeah. So at one point you just decided, you know what, I, it's time for me to choose myself first. So what were the first steps for you to go forward in being who you were designed to be? Yeah. Uh, the first, the first real definitive moment was we had a, we had a very significant date for our child in September of that year that, um, didn't quite go as planned. And there was, you know, I was, we were both misinformed on how the day was meant to, to sort of roll out. And because mm-hmm. of that, I had a really strong reaction in my direction where I was basically in tears, just absolutely mortified by the behavior. And when my then husband left the home, I picked up the phone and called my sister and said, I, I, I know I have to do this. I know I have to leave. And as soon as I said that word divorce, I knew I had to follow through. Mm-hmm. Um, very soon after, I reached out to a friend from high school and confided in her about what was happening. And, and she's very specific because uh, I had watched her story unfold on Facebook and she, her name had gone back to her maiden name. And yet the joy that she was sharing about her life was just amazing. And I kept saying to myself, I, I don't know what she's doing, but I want that. And to, and then I reached out and her story resonated so deeply with me because she was just two years ahead of the, ahead of the curve of where I was just starting. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of said to myself, if she's already in that light, I know I can achieve it. I don't feel it now because all I see is like the darkness. Right. Um, yeah. And so that was, those were, you know, I think the moment that I was, I was definitive in taking a stance for me. And in this case, it meant that I, I really had to leave a marriage, which I don't, it's not a recommendation, you know, everyone to each their own, everyone's going to have their own pathway. Right. That was what I had to do for my own self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not for everybody. So when I, you know, it's why I start the show when I said break up to wake up, it really is about the relationship with yourself um, and external relationships will come and go. They will exit your life because they're no longer serving your highest and best being and new, which makes space for new relationships to form and friendships to form that are healthy, that are supporting and nurturing the growth for you to be the highest and best person you were always meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was that, um, it was working with my first coach 
It was spending a lot of money. <laughs> I spent a lot of money yeah. on my own personal development. Um, and, you know, for me, spirituality okay. was something that really called to me. And I wasn't seeking it. It, it sort of found me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was raised Jewish, though it never identified. Um, and the more that I leaned into understanding my consciousness, understanding what it meant to be to take care of myself, like the nutrition was really important. Okay. Um, getting proper sleep was really, really a tenant of mine. Spending a lot, I live in a beautiful space in Colorado that I'm very close to the Rocky Mountains with abundant access to outdoors. So t- doing those things and having those rituals, um, spending time by myself. Mm-hmm. And I had moved here from the, the Northeast and in a, from a, although I was in Pennsylvania, prior to Pennsylvania, I'd spent almost a decade in New York City where my life was run, 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 run. And what's the next thing? To really slowing down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and being present. So those are all tenants that I continue to choose to, to do to take care of my being. And here, as we are, you know, in the midst of COVID, and I obviously we know that, that is, we know that things are becoming more relaxed yeah. right now. I will tell you that for me, in so many ways, I have been thriving through this process. Yeah. Because it gave me the space to slow down once again. Yeah. Yeah. And and I noticed that um that's something that's um affected a lot of people. Um, even though, you know, COVID um has stopped a whole lot of things and people have lost jobs and, and mm-hmm. everything. And it's, it's horrible. Um, but I know that I've come across a lot of friends that have said, you know what, I, even though I lost my job and everything, um, I have been able to pick up where I should have been, where I left off in the thing that I, I most really wanted to do. And, and so it's, for some people, it brought back the passion of their first love, um, whether it was to start a business or to um, write a book or, or whatever it was, um, this solitude time that we have, ha- we have had um, was very beneficial for a lot of people and has opened up opportunities for them that they probably never even thought about doing because they were probably busy doing a whole bunch of other things as well. So um, there's, there's always a reason for everything. And so <laughs> it, it may not be something that they wanted to do initially, but I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people, especially with the creativity that they've um, now have and are able to even go up to a whole nother level in, in using um, it's, it's, there's always a reason for everything. So um, I know my creativity is, is changed a whole lot in this last what three months now we've been in this thing yes yeah yeah and, and I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up because that's i think there's that uh, that's sort of what i want to exemplify in in this space that we're in now as as much as i don't want and i do not want to dismiss all of the angst and anxiety and the fear that people are feeling and people who have been really have been ill, people who have been heavily affected mm-hmm. um, either with their health or their well-being. And, and I, I'm, I'm in there too. I certainly have had 
um, early on in this process, I was really, really out of sorts. And it was because I knew that I had to slow down and I was resisting. I was resisting looking inward and doing that work. Um, what I am acknowledging too is I think part of the reason I'm personally thriving and why I've, I've actually had a very similar conversation with many of my guests on my own show is for exactly what you exemplified is we're returning to the things that bring us passion yeah that bring us joy because when we start to lean into that our vibration rises our frequency rises we feel good we get to have better interactions with ourselves and our being we have better interactions with our family with our loved ones people that we care about and we're sending more light into the world and goodness knows we could all use that oh right yeah now. definitely so in yeah. your journey of of getting back to or working towards um becoming yourself mm -hmm. um how how was the journey for you was it always easy did it get a little easy or no. uh, what, what did it look like as far <laughs> as the process <laughs> no um so uh, in the very beginning if i go back to to december when, which is december 2017 which is when i filed um when he left the house i felt that immediate sense of relief like I, again I, a breathability mm -hmm. and then very quickly what came in was the fear of how am i ever going to am i ever going to be in a, a loving relationship again yeah right i was not concerned about the finances because i knew that i could figure that out i picked myself up but the piece about um the love piece was was really very difficult okay um and as I started to work with my first coach and I started to be able to really release a lot of the trauma around not only my relationship and my marriage, but really the historic relationships I had created in my mind about how I showed up in, in previous relationships with any male relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and I started to release that the lightness of being became part of my vernacular. Um, I, I came to a point that truly, I, I had this sense of full peace within my being. That's when I started to transition to, under, to truly understand what it meant, like, what it meant um, to really truly love myself. That didn't matter. Any of my external relationships didn't matter. And, and I want to be clear too, during this, first year and I'm about two and a half years post at this point and that first year I really cocooned myself I was very conscientious about who I allowed into my circle mm -hmm. um I I actually it was very intentional that I I did not connect with many of my friends that I'd had up to that point and there were two or three people I talked to on the regular basis um I had been very close to my mother up until I filed and my parents were very supportive by the way I mm -hmm. want to be that. Um, and they've always been wonderful but I really isolated I was very clear about who was going to be around in my circle and people that were going to really fully support the mission that I was on about my own recovery um, I dated a little bit not a lot 
Um, but I really spent a lot of time figuring out what it was that I wanted for my life. Mm -hmm. And in September of that year, that following year, September of 2018, I met somebody through a dating site, oddly enough, who I knew was, was different. It wasn't, this wasn't going to be someone I was going to date, but I needed him somehow. I needed him in my world. And he was the one who actually introduced me to podcasting. Okay. And I was like, wow, what is this? And like, <laughs> I found my voice again because now I had this platform where I could actually speak openly about my own experiences, even though it was an interview style mm -hmm. and I was interviewing other entrepreneurs, it sparked something in me and my fire was truly back. So this first year, you know, it started dark and it just kept getting lighter and lighter and brighter and brighter to the point that there were days that I had so much joy within my being. I wanted to truly crack my heart open because my body was too confining for the joy I was feeling within myself. Okay. Um, I'd be at a stoplight and people would honk their horn at me because I didn't realize it turned green because I was in such a state of bliss. And I want to be very clear, I, I didn't drink. I hardly drank at all first year. I don't do drugs. I don't do the hallucinogenics. This was purely like this essence of my beingness coming through in this most beautiful way. Mm -hmm. And by December, I entered into a new relationship that I was in for about a year. And when we met, it was like a tractor beam. It wasn't these sparks flying. It was just like, oh my gosh, who is this person? And every time our eyes met, like the world sort of faded away. And I was like, wow, okay, this is really interesting. <laughs> However, about three to four months into this relationship, and we were together for about a year, I began to start to see some of my patterns emerge okay. and I'd call myself out on them. We'd kind of self, we kind of self correct, um, and kind of get back on, on our journey together. And I can remember very clearly about six months in sitting in my room in the quiet and I've become quite an intuitive or through this process. I realized that I, I wasn't sure if I still wanted to be in this relationship any longer. I adored him immensely. We had mm -hmm. such a great time together, yet I wasn't receiving what I needed through this, this relationship. And I didn't speak up. I didn't, I had committed to myself I was always going to speak my mind. And I, mm -hmm. for the first six months I did, and then I was like, no, I like him so much. I, I'm just going to look, look the other way. And I started to choose us over him, over me, sorry. And, you know, things started to unravel. Yeah. And I wasn't receiving what I needed. And it kept getting, it kept going down that same rabbit hole that I'd seen patterning before. Only, even though I had all the tools, I still kept sinking in. And I'd come back a little, but I'd still come seeking it. So to ask, to answer your question, and that was a long-winded answer, was <laughs> okay. it has not been, it has, it's been an up and down journey. So that relationship ended in November, right okay. before Thanksgiving. And I had to go dig deep again. You know, I was depleted once again. And I knew why this time. This was the key difference. I knew why. Mm -hmm. I, I recognized the patterns because we... My, my practice is based in NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, and it's, it's all about reprogramming the stories of your being. Okay. And for me, you know, I'm 43 years old, 
And I really only started reprogramming myself at 41. So I had 41 years of this track that I had, I, I, I was so commonplace for me and had to really rewire and re-figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I believe I navigated it fairly well. I also know that there's more for me to learn. And that's why I still continue, stay continued to dedicate not only to myself, but to other women through this too, because I know the other side. I've yeah. seen it. I've felt it. I felt the joy. I felt the power. I feel, I know what it's like to stand in my own being and choose myself first. I also know now what it feels like to really relinquish that power mm-hmm. and how that affects an external relationship and an internal relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I do it because I, I have, I hear too many women come to me and just and friends of friends and you just stories and the ethos of women who stay in these relationships that they feel okay, but their man doesn't give them the respect that they deserve. They do this, but they don't, they aren't getting the thing at work that they really are desiring because they're not speaking. They're, they're not really speaking into their power. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not about the feminism thing. It's really about owning who you are mm-hmm. and being fully accept, accepting of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's what keeps me going. And and one of the things that um when you were talking about um for example the, the, the when you were saying about you were sitting in the car and you hadn't realized that the light had changed the first thing that came into mind to me was that at that point at that appointed time you discovered peace. Yes. Um that in 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 um for in scripture is it says peace that surpasses all understanding having gone through as much as you had went through in your marriage and and everything to finally come to uh, a point of peace it was like yeah this is this is the way it should be all the time mm-hmm. and then you got into a relationship and um, you started seeing some things that kind of may have kind of looked familiar to you, but you were had the ability to recognize, um, well, no, no, I don't, I'm not going down that road again. And so you, you basically took care of it right then and there. Okay, we're not going to do that. And for you to be able to have recognized that it's okay to say, yeah, let's, we're going to change this up because I know who I am. And I love myself too much to want to go down that that road again. You you took as as you see as you show you took that leap of faith and just moved forward, and now you are uh, that break up to wake up coach. So that's awesome. That is really yes. awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I, I, and as we're recording, uh, I'm looking at my vision board, and I'm now feeling compelled to share this one. Um, I have many quotes in my vision board, but this one in particular is calling to me right now. Um, and this this speaks so much to where I began my journey. And I see so many too. And the day came when the risk it took to remain tight in the bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine you're a busy woman. Um, <laughs> when it comes to to coaching, so um, 
briefly walk me through what the process is for, for a woman that comes to you and they say, you know what, I finally decided to come out of this bad relationship, whether it was um, abusive, physically, whatever the case was, it was a bad relationship and she's wanting to move forward, but she just doesn't know where to even begin. Walk me through the process of how you would handle someone like that. Yeah, absolutely. So the the I I do well. I do do one on one sessions, like one off sessions. Um, those are actually for clients that have already been with me for a period of time. Um, the minimum, at minimum, I work with clients for at least three months, and we meet on a weekly basis. Okay. And the reason that I'm so tenacious about that is that change requires activation. Mm-hmm. It requires you being committed to you. Um, and so that's, that's why my title is so bold, because it can be scary, and it is scary. Uh, I promise you, though, that on the other side, that everything that you've ever wanted is on the other side of that fear. Yeah. You know? And I'm there to hold their hand as they walk into that place of fear. And I still do this to this day. I mean, I don't, I have my own fears. I still work through these every day. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, we start with identifying where we want to break up. What are the things that we want to break up with? Um, we want to break up with the, the old belief systems, the old stories, the stories of victimhood, um, actually releasing energetic ties to the people that are no longer serving you. And from you know, one of the exercises I do, we do, I do a lot of visualization okay. with my clients. And that it's called cutting cords, cutting energetic cords. Um, and for many, they'll see, they actually physically, they'll see a cord that connects themselves to another being, to okay. another human. And the way that we cut them, like physically, you know, we actually visualize that true cutting of that cord that it separates the two people and the cords go back into, you know, once they cut it, the cord goes back into you, their cord goes back into them. However, that's over an exor- a period of exercise. And what we're really doing is releasing anybody that's attached to you that's no longer serving. Uh, we also talk about identifying who you are by your values. That's one of the, where we actually start is some is communication styles and love languages because that's really important to understand about who you are. I do use the Enneagram as well. Are you familiar with the Enneagram? Oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm not. <laughs> sorry. Okay, so the Enneagram is, in essence, um, it's, it's kind of like, what's the best way to put it? Um, I'm looking at Strengths Finder right now. It's so sad, but it kind of is. It's it's identifying who you are, who your strengths are, and how you identify who you are as a being. Okay. Um, based on um, on a a level of your emotion. Okay. You know, I, okay. You know, for myself, like I'm, it's it's in, there's nine pieces to the Enneagram, so we use that. Um, and then we will go through and talk about your love languages, identify what those are, how what your learning styles are. That helps me to identify how best to, to move forward mm-hmm. in the communication process. And then we move into 
your vision and your values. How do you want to see your life? So it's, yeah. it's actually not so much about those external relationships. Mm-hmm. It's really looking inward. Who do I want to move into? So one of the, one of the exercises I do early on is I ask my clients to identify three to five people in their life that they admire. And they don't, it doesn't have to be something they actually know. Um, it could be, you know, Oprah Winfrey <laughs> for me. And she's actually one of mine. Um, another one is Jensen Chera, who's an author whom I love. And then, I, and then we take the next step and say, well, why do you admire this person so much? What are the qualities that you have that this person has that you, that make you want to be like this person? Yeah. And then what mostly happens, qualities, how do you live into those qualities within your being? Um, another exercise I also ask that they, there's very, very specific questions I have them ask um, of their friends and family. Okay. And it's how they show up in the world. So you, again, there's at least the minimum of five people that I ask them to ask these questions to. And it's an interview. So it's a verbal interview that I request that they do. And then they actually write those letters down, write the responses down, and then we talk about them in the next session. And it's very intentional that we go through that process of the interview so they hear it. So right, yeah. we're also utilizing all of your different, your different senses. They write it down, they hear it again, because now we're going to talk about it. And, and oftentimes we don't always see ourselves the way other people see us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Self-perception is a zoo. And so that helps us to identify how we're showing up. And that's when we, when we do that, when we do the values, then we layer in this other piece and then there's some more internal questions to really reflect upon how they're showing up. And that's the, the work that they do outside of the sessions, because mm-hmm. in session, we really work on whatever's present in that time. Um, you know, it, so it's, it, we begin with a, a conversation and then go into our journeys where mm-hmm. we actually do a lot of this visualization and begin to heal the wounds that are there. Okay. Okay. It sounds like it's a lot of work of restoration, yeah. uh, restoring that individual back to, to, to where they're supposed to be, and then helping them to go forward in, in their purpose. Yes. Um, and that, that's awesome. That's really mm-hmm. awesome. So um, unfortunately, time is running down. So I'd <laughs> love for people to, sh- for you to share your information as far as how can people get in contact with you, um, set up a schedule with you, um, set up a session with you. Um, what's your contact information? Yeah, best way to reach me is finding me on Facebook at Breakup to Wake Up Coach. Or you can find me on Facebook on my personal page at jocelynbellows.whitehead. Um, those are the two best ways to find me. And from there, you can actually book a session, um, a, a consultation to get to know a little bit about me. And I get to know a little bit about you and what you're seeking to understand for yourself and where you want to go and define your goals. Um, and I am currently putting together some online workshops. Okay. Um, they're still under development. so. By the time this airs, uh, I just encourage you to take a look on my page because they will all, all my events will be also posted on my page too. Awesome. And if you're also interested too, you can always follow me on Instagram at what's your reap. That's also where you find some information about my podcast as well, but that will just give you a sense of who I am and what I believe. 
Yes. And yes, she is a fellow podcaster on anchor.fm and you guys definitely need to follow her, listen to her podcast. She, as you can hear, has some really good information and a lot of insight that she can share with you and help you get back to who you are and who were who you were predestined to be. So Jocelyn, it has been a pleasure and honor to have you on my show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the show, Wove Inspiration. And Althea, thank you so much for this inspired conversation. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. This is Althea with Wove Inspiration. This is the Midweek Motivation. You guys have an awesome day. Take care and God bless. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspirations, the midweek motivation. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you did, why not subscribe and continue listening to some of my other shows on Spotify, Google Podcast, or Apple Podcast. Go ahead and leave a comment as well. If you are interested in being a guest on this show, please send me an email at woveinspiration at gmail.com. This is Althea, your host. I hope you guys have an awesome evening. You guys take care and God bless.